Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. into a corner. Parker's hands were shaking as they pushed the needle through the denim of their jacket, trying to work quickly. It was draped over their knee, dragging in the dirt. They gritted their teeth, trying to ignore the cold, and swiped a loose dreadlock out of their face. It was dark, and they squinted to see the embroidery. Oh my god, hurry up! Noah called back to them. He threw a handful of dirt in the Elgwyn's eyes, and it flinched back a step. The small Ratham that fought alongside him spat a wad of sizzling green mucus. I'm sewing as fast as I can, they yelled back. Beside them, James poured through his dusty scrapbook, pages falling to the floor of the cave. James, Noah called back, frustrated. Anything? I'm looking, it's, uh... He flicked back a few pages. How many legs does it have? Six? Seven? Noah called over his shoulder. No, wait, that's a tail. Six and a tail! Parker finished the upward line and began another running perpendicular. As the symbol crept closer to completion, it softly began to glow, illuminating their dirt-caked hands. Parker! Noah bellowed. Their hand slipped and they pricked their finger with the needle. Ah, son of a bitch! They shook their hand to alleviate the pain, but resigned to letting blood soak into the fabric. I'm almost done, just hold on! The Elgwin that faced them was immense. Its head scraped the roof of the cave, and its club-like hands dragged across the ground. Its skin was rough and scarred, ebbing with a sickly red glow that cast deep shadows along the cave walls. Noah snatched another handful of dirt from the cave floor and flung it into the creature's many eyes, which stretched from its face down its arms. The small Ratham at his feet gurgled and spewed an oozing wad into its hands, which it moulded into a glistening sphere and flung at the beast's head. The orb shattered, sending shards of green glass flying. James was breathing quickly, hopping from foot to foot, until he paused, ran a hand through his mousy hair, and called out, It's a Rhema! That's ER and MS, Parker! Use Milo! I-I'm almost done, Parker called back, stitching the messy rune. Just let me- We don't have time! Noah yelled, and as Parker raised their head to retort, he ripped the jacket from their hands. Noah, don't you dare! Noah flipped up the collar of the jacket, found a deep blue embroidered rune, and traced it with his finger. In an instant it began to glow, and in a rush of navy smoke, Milo, a small octopus-like Elgwin, rushed forward. It flung itself through the air and rammed into the head of the Rhema, engulfing its face in tentacles. 
As the beast flailed and swayed back, the eye hovering above Milo's head blinked and deep blue veins began to creep across the behemoth's body. It clawed at its face and throat, desperately trying to pull Milo away, trying to breathe. As the ink began to take over, its struggling slowed and eventually stopped. It let out a muffled gurgle as it succumbed and fell with a thud to the ground, still silent and unbreathing. James and Parker felt a silence. Parker sat in the dirt as the small Elgwin detached from the creature's corpse and limply floated toward them, settling with a deflated whine into their arms. It looked pale. Parker cradled it, its holographic third eye leaking ink onto the floor. James shut his book. Noah! Parker started, grinding their teeth. What the hell was that? Noah spun around in the dark to look at them, his shoulders tensing and brow furrowing. Me? Are you serious? He marched towards them. What about you? What was taking you so long? Another ten seconds and that thing would have killed me! The Ratham at Noah's side began to darken to a sickly green, and the nubs on its back began to grow to spikes. We had a plan, Noah. I was almost done. And now, thanks to your stupidity, this whole thing was pointless. Parker thrust a hand toward the corpse of the creature they'd been trying to catch. In their lap, the small navy Elgwin started to glow a faint purple, casting light upon the dark cave. And again, I swear to God, don't you dare touch my jacket or use my Elgwin. You've crossed that line one too many fucking times. As they rose to stand on their feet, the octopus-like creature rose with them, their shadow turning white and their flesh translucent. I can't believe after last time you'd pull a stunt like this again. Not only did you kill the one goddamn Elgwin we needed, but you almost killed Milo too. As Parker yelled, Milo grew, its tentacles spreading and twisting into a vortex-like torso and a ring of eyes that hovered around its head. Parker, Jesus Christ, calm down, would you? Noah said. Fuck off, Noah. I am sick to death of the way you talk to me. Milo had grown to match Parker's height now and cast a light so bright it was like they'd resurfaced. Parker? James took a tentative step forward. I think you should... Ugh, James, step off, would you? Parker spat the words and spun to see James cower back. I... Parker started. I'm done. Parker looked up at Milo, hovering and humming before them. Without a word, Milo moved forward and engulfed Parker, and slowly they began to spin, faster and faster and faster until they plunged into the cold dirt of the cave floor and were gone. Noah and James stood in the darkness of the cave, silent. In the faint light from the Ratham's mucus, James could see Noah's face contorted in anger. He dug his nails into the palms of his hands and kicked up a cloud of dust. Good riddance. James held his scrapbook tight to his chest and looked down into the deep, dark hole in the ground before him.
Okay, hit me with your first idea. Alright, here we go. It's a weird one. Oh, good. It is um, less of a world idea and just a magic idea. So, Sweet. idea for a magic yeah. system I had it ages ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is based off of something that we learned about in linguistics that I think I brought up um, in a previous part three. I don't remember. Um, it's called the Maxims of Conversation. That sounds cool. Yes. Um, it's just It just has a cool name on its own, like the Maxims. So, what those are, are um, these principles by which conversations exist or are studied. Um, and oh, it's sort of weird. It's like quantifying a statement okay. um, by its um, content. Um, and then we sort of... It's like the assumption is that we uphold these maxims by default and then can change meaning by breaking them. It's just like, okay. it's talking about like lying and misinformation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there are four of them. Mm-hmm. The first is the maximum of quality. Um, so that's lying or speaking with lack of evidence um, uh, or being truthful, you know, breaking the maximum would be um, to lie. Mm-hmm. The maximum of relevance, which is talking irrelevant information to what you're saying. Okay. Um, so not just being random and... Yeah, kind of. It's mm-hmm. it's like yeah, um, just like like speaking outside of the the normal. It's it's yeah. Um, then there's the maximum of quantity, saying mm-hmm. more than is necessary, to the point of like wastefulness, mm-hmm. and the maximum of manner, speak not clear, understand, ingable, time. I'm getting anxious here. Can you please stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> so those are the four maxims I had. And it's kind of vague, but an idea for a magic system where these are... The schools of magic? No, it's like you cast a spell by breaking these oh, ideas. that's cool. By messing around with quantity, quality, relevance, mm. and clarity mm-hmm. um, to create alterations upon the world and upon the universe. That's cool. So can you, like, describe how that would... No, and I'm not no, sure. No, it's just... That's okay. And it's, it's like, we can take that... I think we could take that a step further and, and say we could create a series of, um, like, universal assumptions, mm-hmm. like the laws of physics, and then um, by sheer belief break them. It's sort of similar to... I just gave you the name of the wind to read. Mm-hmm. There's a magic system in that um, where your belief is what drives the magic. Mm-hmm. So it'd be along those lines, um, but in relation to um, conversation. And I, I guess it would be a lot of, like, charismatic-based magic and a lot of, like, convincing people of yeah, things. Yeah, imagine, like, lots of illusion and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Illusion, like, yeah, breaking of reality mm. in these very subtle little ways. Yeah, we'd certainly need to, like figure out the nuances of that, how it all, what, what that actually means, having to pin that down. Yes. But that is a really cool concept. Yes. Um, essentially, like, you can purposely and obviously break a maxim mm-hmm. to draw attention, like, indirectly to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of how I was imagining it. I don't know. It's just an idea that I had a couple weeks ago and have mostly forgotten, but I thought I would bring it up again as my first one because my second one is much cooler, but we can get to that sure. later. I still which, one, which one? You have so many ideas. I have three different ideas and I can't pick which ones. One is like a person slash situation. Right. One is um, 
a concept for a place. Mm. Another one is a concept for a, like a civilization, like mm-hmm. a, a people. They can always come back later is the thing. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to throw my first one. This first one is a song because mm-hmm. I love bringing inspiration from songs. I'm going to tell you uh, what the song is first and then tell you what my idea for it is after. The song is Peeping Tom by Jamie Barry and Rosie Hart. It's in the Discord. Go listen to it right now. So for this, uh-huh. I want you to picture it's 1920s, like all um, showgirls and jazz music and stuff like that. Like very... Um, Gatsby. I was thinking Chicago. Like right. The musical. Exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's my favorite book. You should read it. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, pretty much... 1920s Medusa. <gasps> I love it. Yeah, I just oh, I don't know. Just we thinking could of do that modern s- fantasy. That would be right? so cool. But I, I, I just like that that vibe of uh, just like the the 1920s outfits of showgirls and stuff. Then you throw Medusa in there and fitting with that song yeah. of her like being this amazing showgirl and luring people in and turning them to stone. Something oh like God. that. You have to yeah. twist it somehow. No, no, no. But I think it's a distinct vibe. Um, the College Humor's Unsleeping City just finished like a week ago or something. And that's modern mm. fantasy. Um, although this is a little more, this is a little more like, uh, what is it? The alternate fanta- history. Fa- yeah, Fantastic Beasts though. Fa- was, fantastical history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a cool. Yeah, that's ex- what I'm going to call it now. It's Fantastical History. That's okay, okay. That's very cool. Fan- very cool. Wait, vibe. can I combine those words? Because if you can, you've got Fantis- a- Fantistory. Fantistory. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's called a portmanteau when you combine words. They're my favorite things. Mm. Portmanteaus. Wait, there's another thing I love. What are they called? Um, oh no, when you combine um, like. Um, not a backronism, a, um, you know. I know the one you mean. I don't know. It's, it's like a j- j- uh, za- uh, uh, a za- uh, uh, Nope. No, uh, there's one that, there's another one thing. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's very cool. Okay. So like a 1920s fantasy, um, have you seen the Fantastic Beasts movies? Yes. yes yeah. Like yes. that sort of vibe. I, I, I'm, I, when you, I'm thinking... when you said that, I imagined the, um, that one, what is he, a, a, a whatever they're called, whatever Dobby is, house elf. <laughs> but he has the backwards fingers in that yeah. one bar. Yeah, mm. that guy. I, I got that vibe. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking very, like, smoky, like, jazz showroom, stuff like that. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's my second idea. I like that vibe. My first idea, sorry, that was my first idea. What is your second idea? Okay. Very different. Oh, good. It is. Mm-hmm. Something I had, I think I had this idea, like, last time time i don't know we, we were sitting here and i went <gasps> and i wrote it down okay so mm-hmm. i this is like pulling straight out of my childhood desires oh fun and stuff that i used to like do when i was a kid mm-hmm. like playing with my friends is a a world of little monsters and powerful teens a la pokemon and digimon oh yeah like like pokemon digimon that um early 2000s late 90s mm-hmm. um like i think Huntick was another show that was really cool. Just like monsters that are in this world that like teens for some reason are the only ones who are right. catching and like controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
whatever whatever way that we can have that work. Yeah. Um, I've just always wanted to... We could either do it, like, set in the real world, but in a different part of, uh, like, in an alternate world, or, like, the, how Pokemon... The Pokemon world is a world of its own, with mm. its entirely own history and everything, which I think is really cool. And these creatures have always been there. We can have it where it's, like... We can, we can play around with what I think is interesting. Like, in Pokemon... People don't die. It's not like gory battle or whatever. Mm. It's it's people survive, mm. which would be really interesting. Or we can go that like, what if the Pokemon? Do we want to do like a hyper realistic? Exactly, exactly. Ooh. Like like that's the sort of vibe. I think it would be really fun to make little creatures mm. and like some sort of elemental style or like work out what they're based oh, off. Oh, that that'd be really cool. Yeah. But and now I'm stuck on the hyper realistic side of it. Yeah. Of when you lose a poker battle and. Um, someone beats the and someone beats you beats the and they take your you. money and you just leave money. just leave you, this this yep. teen starving in the middle of the woods with yeah. no money I have to unconscious stumble back to the nearest Pokemon center <laughs> yeah right yeah. like how do they get there yeah but healthcare's free so that's fine that's fine or is it maybe or it's not it? in this maybe world maybe it's not in this world yeah exactly you have to you have to like trade in your Pokemon for uh, I am um, I'm very excited Side note, completely, mm-hmm. it's it's table talk, but mm-hmm. uh, the new Pokemon's coming out soon, and I am going to do a blind Nuzlocke run of it, and uh, see if I can cool. survive with all my Pokemon. Nice. Um, and I think I'm going to put it, like, up on my Instagram and, like, Twitter and stuff, Good. so... Nice. Yeah. Look out for that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. There are little creatures that it teens are capturing. Oh, what's that? Um... Card Captor Sakura, suck, suck. What if that one was the anime? Really like, um, they had Card Captor. You never watched Card Captor? No, I've got no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's just another one. There's a, a bunch of shows that you can draw inspiration from. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so that's very cool. Um, mm. that's my idea. It's simple, straightforward, but I think there's a lot we could do with it. Nice. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, which one am I going to pick? Okay, so my second idea is inspired by a concept in a show, mm-hmm. which is Stargate. Oh, good. Because I love it very much. Yeah. Um, but it's a concept I'd like to tweak a little bit. So basically, I don't think this is really spoilers. Um, so, it's It came out like you 10, gonna, I think 15 you, years sorry, ago. I thought you were going to say, oh, I don't care. It's like, yeah, well, that's I'm not gonna the watch issue it. here. No, 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 no. I, I was, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think it's, I don't, I don't think it's a, a worry. It's This isn't like a plot point. It's just... Yeah. A thing. Spoilers. People are too afraid of spoilers in 2019. I'm scared of spoilers. Yeah. Um, it, it, I disagree. No, but... I mean, like, things that... Just because something happens in a show doesn't mean it's a spoiler. Yeah. It's just a thing that happens in the show. I know. Okay. Yeah. This is it's a not debate a, for another it's time. It's not a plot point. But... Yeah, okay. No, that's a good point. If it's yeah. a plot point, that's the... Then it's a spoiler. So this but if a... it's just, like, a cool concept and it's like, oh... So basically, this uh-huh. is uh, Stargate Atlantis, which right. is the main series that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the main adversaries are called Wraith. Uh-huh. Very scary. I love them very much. One of my favorite like alien species. But basically, um, they have these massive hive ships. And at one point, you find out that they're not built. They're grown. Ooh. Um, and the way they're grown is that... Um, um, it isn't fully explored in the show, but I imagine um, some living creature in this, it's a human, mm. but um, they're kind of infested mm. by something. I haven't watched the episode in a while, so I don't know how it actually happened. Someone's um, told this to me. Probably me. It, it was, was either you me. or it was Jeff. I feel like Jeff may have 
told me about this. I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway. Um, it pretty much like infests this person and then starts spreading out of them. So they have these physical like like red fleshy vines growing out of them and then they fill up a room which spreads into corridors and air vents until it slowly like um, uh, either like transforms a building or creates a new one until it grows into this massive hive ship. Very cool. And, I w- and that way the ship has sentience. It yeah. has a mind that's kind of controlling it. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be cool to do this with like a city. Yeah, absolutely. To have uh, this living, breathing city um, that um, the city itself is allied with the the force that's living inside it. Mm. So it's it's less a natural force like in big trees of yeah. actual I don't know, it's it's I think this is something kind of would, sickly. Yeah, but... I think this is something that would fit with the um the insect race in Junker very well. Oh I think that's something that could slot in there. That that's could be nice. one of their their viruses, one of their That's cool. Their chemical weapons. Mm. That would be very cool. That would be cool. So maybe then we could put that idea aside for a yeah. we re explore Junker. Mm. So now we've got three to pick from. Yes. Um The my initial thought for the um before you said the Medusa thing, I was like mm-hmm. the vibe of this song that we just mm-hmm. listened to is is you, you you were like, I'm worried it's too close to Belladonna. Mm. And I was like, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it could be something that inspires a Belladonna story. Mm. Um, but then when you said the Medusa thing, I'm like, that's awesome enough that it stands on yeah. its own. I think, I think though they've slightly similar vibes, they are still tonally different. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, it, it's that, that's a lot more upbeat than most of, all of belladonna yeah um, yeah it's it's still somewhat jovial despite the fact that this medusa is like killing people yeah but... yeah hey if it's from her perspective it's what she likes to do yeah she's know? just having she's fun she's having a good time with it it's the fine. 20s anything's okay right yeah, yeah. i'm kind of leaning towards the pokemon one me too yeah what shouldn't call it that the monster catching the, one the the creature acquiring the, the, the immortal teens and um, yeah. and monsters that come in multiple different in a vast array of forms. Yeah, what I think is, I had a thought. Um, there was a game called Spectrobes, which I completely forgot existed until mm-hmm. I watched a YouTube video on it recently, where it was like, "Here's a game that you all forgot existed," and I was like, "I did forget it existed," <laughs> and I wanted it so bad. I remember seeing an advertisement for it and like begging my mom. It was on DS, um, and it was a very unsuccessful um pokemon like game oh fun um the art design is very cool it's like pokemon but aliens sort of oh nice and so what you had to do is you had to excavate fossils from the ground and then there was like a mini game where you dug them out and then reanimated them Mm. and that's how you got your little beasts unfortunately the game sucked oh that (laughs) sucks it was no fun it was no fun to play the art design was so cool it was such a cool concept it was really fun and really consistent and like clear Bad. but just dreadful mm-hmm. but i i we could do something with aliens when you were talking about the um just like this the the ship the alien ship um idea i was like oh what if pokemon but aliens um well also i want to say um yeah so I, it's one idea oh well i'd like to come back to the medusa idea another time because i am quite oh, fond so... of that yeah but... I'll, I'll put it on i've got a list of things that will come back oh yeah of course um but I was really drawn to the idea of elements. Yeah, absolutely. But, but more so like um, almost um, an elaborated version of the Adventure Time elements. I really love that idea of not having basic ones, having ones like candy and slime mm. and space and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. what I've done in my D&D world. Yeah. The elements are 
uh, yeah, the seasons are named after the elements. It's like yeah. Blossom and Void yeah. and stuff mm. like that. I just think that's interesting. It is cool. I think it's... We can't rip straight from Adventure Time. No. So what, what do you want to do there? All Pokemon, exactly. Um, and we want to, again, with the whole podcast, we mm. want to make it um, original. And I think the best way to do that is either to step back or to step forward. Yeah. If we look at the kernel of the Adventure Time mm. four elements, they made that based off of the fact that they had already... Like, it's, it's a procedural thing where they've made... A candy kingdom, yeah, and like a nightmare, like void, sort of, mm-hmm. like they Love they already the had these established mm-hmm. tones, yeah. and they were like, mm, we need to extrapolate from this. This makes sense. Yeah, I in in that case, an ice king and stuff. Yeah, yes. Hmm. Um, I think we need to turn quickly. Are we going to do a gritty version of it? Because I think it's more fun. That's, that's interesting, I love, isn't it? Uh, okay, so I, I mentioned Huntick. Huntick was this show that I only watched a little bit of. I didn't really like it, but I thought it was cool. It was from memory. This is, I'm going back to, I was like five, I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, I must have, I would have been older because it was one of the later ones. That's why it wasn't very successful because everyone was like, I already have Pokemon. Why do I need you? Yeah. But it was more of a, like a realistic monsters kind of oh, vibe. Cool. Like I, I have this image of a city like, um, like Vienna or Ooh, oh, that nice. sort of vibe of people running across the the rooftops on these clay tiles and then like summoning a literal huge monster that like destroyed the buildings. That's cool. There's also um, a vibe that I love is um, the Digimon movie, which is a work of art. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Not only because it's a, a great convoluted movie, but it's also actually, this is side note, it's it's th- three different movies Oh. that were three different Japanese shorts that were stitched together oh, in the fun. American edition to become one movie hmm. with a cohesive plot. And it's amazingly oh, wow. well done. It still doesn't make any sense, oh, but it's very impressive. Cool. Anyway, in the first, um, like the start of this, which I think is the first short, there's like, um, it's when they're kids and they mm-hmm. first encounter Digimon and um, Agumon, the little dinosaur guy, turns into the big dinosaur guy, mm-hmm. whose name I can't remember right now, and has a big fight, like a kaiju fight in a city with um, a big insect Digimon mm-hmm. and it's I don't know it's just such a cool vibe of these little kids who there's like legitimate danger like you don't get that feeling of legitimate danger in Pokemon oh no they try to sometimes when they're like ooh Darkrai he's a scary Pokemon it's yeah. like yeah but he's not gonna hurt the kids he's gonna right. knock them unconscious or something yeah I like I don't think this well it's not gory like Belladonna no. is I think it's it's about survival. Yes. I think survival is a big focus of it being gritty mm-hmm. and dirty uh-huh. and you're fighting to stay alive but not we... necessarily. Yeah. M- more not necessarily that these creatures can kill you. It's you're going on a, a journey. Yes, and, yes, yes. There's there and you need to real link. stakes. Yeah. That's very cool. Um. Okay. So do we want to do? I completely forgot my question. Mm-hmm. You go. Oh no! Almost. I'm getting a bit of a um. I haven't played this game, but style-wise, it's kind of giving me Binding of Isaac vibes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I get that, that sort of, um, yeah, like the cutesy, but it's, I don't know, I, I find Binding of Isaac really, like, too over the top. Uh, yeah. I have played it, and okay. it's it's like, I don't know, like it's like the crying blood and everything. I'm like, it's yeah. it's cool. No, but... yeah, it's it's not exactly right. No, but, but yeah, that's that mm-hmm. sort of, um, that sort of tone. Um, okay, so do we, this is my question that yes. I forgot, but then remembered. Do we want to go with a hidden world story? Um, or a world that's... I'm already shaking my head. Okay, let me finish the question. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, it's just that 
in Pokemon, it's just the thing. The world revolves around yeah. this concept. But I, then, in, I don't know, I really like in Digimon where it's like, oh, we have to keep it secret. And I, I don't know if Yokai watches the same, but... I don't know. It's it, it, that is always the question with these worlds. So I think I had mm. to I had to brace it. I don't know. I think it feels almost vaguely apocalyptic. Yeah. Um. So that's 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 what I was thinking. I was like, if these creatures are violent, um, either the world is at war, the world is in like an apocalyptic state, or they've been harnessed, which they have, I guess, mm. to an extent, um, because. Teens are going out catching them. And why is it only teens? I think that's. I think there should well, be a law justification oh, for why there it's has just to teens. Be. There has yeah. to be. And like maybe when you're connecting them, you something about them makes you immortal. I just yeah, something in there. Something in there. Well, Some, not immortal. Not necessarily immortal. Something. I want danger. Oh yeah, no. I no. want these teens to. But die. I just. <laughs> I want to kill these teens. Yeah, I mean that's part of the fun. It is. But i think there needs to be some kind of play on the why ash never ages yeah thing yeah some i just want some well although i do like i was just thinking i like the vibe of um what if you have like they get to a certain age and then the creatures stop listening to them that's cool and so like these creatures it's like i've had many masters (laughs) find me a teen powerful enough i have lived for many moons can they talk oh i don't know oh god yeah that's a that's a rabbit hole that's kind of unsettling do they become characters because then they're like more characters then as opposed to your pika pika yeah because like in in digimon they all talk and have personalities Mm. um which is fun as well i think well i think we need to before we zoom into stuff like that we need to figure out what they are the wider scope of this why are they being harnessed how uh like uh i'm because i mean they could be demons or Uh, something like that i think maybe I still am picturing them as these tiny little things. Mm. I mean, maybe they they get bigger and get ferocious. Do do we want to do like evolution? Um, Maybe not necessarily that way that they... uh, Maybe more like they can temporarily get big and scary if you give them um, something or they can Yeah, in some of these series, it's like you have... There's like like charms or rune stones. Mm. Perform some kind of... A dance, R- a ritual. literal dance, yeah. You perform your, some your kind fusion of fusion dance, and then yeah, demonic kind of is kind of something like that. It's along those lines. Something... I mean, it could be fey as well, like they're little like fey-ish creatures, yeah, or maybe kinda... like n- n- something. I think we don't need to nail it down to a real historical, yeah, uh, uh, um, abyssal. Yeah, just like they are. They you have to. They are like um, eldritch. Yeah, they're creatures mm-hmm. in uh, in this world. It's it's earth alternate history I, earth I don't, maybe or a, not. a world of its own i think maybe well like very similar of course but not yeah. necessarily alt history do we want to go more advanced or less advanced i feel like we kind of have at the same level of i think kind, kind of the same hmm. maybe maybe like parallel world ish i think okay well then we can have uh it's like in the okay when you have a force like this that is so huge and powerful the mm. world can't be the same so it's really no. it's going to be interesting for us to be like oh there are power plants but they're powered by like electrical creatures yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that uh there are um you know all the furnaces like uh, oh i'm oh just my, imagining oh this God. like little, Sorry, little old lady ideas. yeah i'm just imagining this little old lady with her household like cooking spirit mm-hmm. and it's like this oh, little cute. fire oh um that's a i've just been reminded of the first anime i ever watched that wasn't like on channel 10 um I'm sorry, I'm just repeating uh, a word over and over again in my head so I don't forget it. So you don't forget it? it. Um, Blue Exorcist was the first one that I remember oh, that they had demons and stuff in that. It's really good. Mm. They had demons and stuff in that that they had to like 
capture and then train oh. and they were just like there was like a household cooking one anyway my idea was uh well we're talking about elements but maybe we could go more periodic table elements yeah but i don't know enough about that anymore i do i'm not 12 anymore <laughs> so i don't remember the periodic I table like yeah me too my favorite sorry i'm not gonna get into my favorite yeah. element good god mine's um uh the thing 118 i just like the the, the 110 pluses Okay, of names. I like Technetium because oh. it, he weird. Technetium is good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Oh God. What are we doing? Um. Um. Yeah, maybe there's yeah, some kind of weird eldritch abyssal stuff. Okay. Like the tortured souls of angels or something. We like to have the. I think the the a a we're looking at the the tropes of these series and the um. The things we want to uphold and things we want to break. Uh, the reason that they have these elemental systems is because they're almost always like built around games, mm. um, and it also makes the conflict uh, interesting and, and easily readable. When it's mm. like that's a water type, this is a fire type. You know who's at an advantage here. Yeah. Um, so like having the elements, the, the the my only qualm with the periodic table of elements is that it's hard to be like, well, this is an iron creature, yeah. which is cool. And then this is a helium creature, and how do they interact? And then maybe they can... Yeah, maybe... Because, I'm sorry, I'm getting more into this, but um, if it doesn't work, that's fine. But, um, like, chemical reactions then of mm. these two different creatures interacting. That and sounds then... like a lot of Googling is my problem. But that could be fun. It could be fun. Anyway, I had the idea of maybe... Because I'm interested in how this came about maybe they just appeared one day maybe everyone just woke up and they were there yeah i think that could be interesting because yeah. i i think the fact that they were always there doesn't quite make sense for a society to completely develop if these chaotic creatures because it feels except that they're under our control right like I, I that's the question so, but yeah. then like is this a kind of apocalyptic feel mm. related to them or is that just happening completely like the government is okay. falling apart so and- there's there's probably like an evil force of, and like people who take these beings and mm. harness them for like war and evil and stuff yeah. like 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 oh my god oh I have the coolest idea for an edgy like teen character who has like darkness beings and and mm-hmm. maybe his like because the creatures are uh, uh bound by your will yeah so his creatures aren't inherently evil they're just like very powerful because he's trained them and yeah and also have edgy designs Mm -hmm. um okay that's cool um so like the apocalyptic nature is like a like a team rocket style evil faction okay but even what if yeah these creatures aren't necessarily aggressive but they reflect the nature of the people that control them and that's why the world is falling apart that just it's just a reflection of who we are society society is bad and so they're (laughs) I do it's, like okay. it's a self-destructive circle. Oh my god, we're getting so excited about this idea. <laughs> I I had an idea for, um, I do like that. But if they're like these entities of nature, or, or, or they are part of the world, right? I just mm. had this vision of like these teens going out into the wilderness, mm. trying to find this like beast of legend that lives in a cave, so yeah. that they can catch it and train it, mm-hmm. and then fight oh, the cute. big bads. Um, so and maybe. They are. I don't know. It's weird because there's like there's like a difference between these creatures and animals in these yeah. in these worlds in these settings. Mm. They're definitely definitely different things. They're like smarter and have these abilities, 
I don't know if animals exist in this world. I think they do. Yeah. I think having that distinction is, makes it more questionable. Because then people can, like, ride horses, but also have, like... Okay. We keep saying, okay, when we cut, it, cut ourselves off. Um, do we want to... I, I like um, if it was sort of, like, mythic, runic, sort of ancient. That's cool. Like, um, instead of capturing them in a Pokeball or whatever, it's a... Um, a rune that is like carved with its true name. Oh, that's cool! And then oh. it like glows with magic. Gosh, and then I imagine like scout groups that have like embroidered symbols. And yeah. Then when you ca- oh, good. this is getting cuter. Yeah. I think that's, that, that's good. It's, it's inherently cute. Okay. This concept. I like this. What I think because at first my idea was it's completely gritty. Yeah. And uh, just a dark version of Pokemon, but now I still have that. We're almost combining the two worlds to find a middle ground of trying yes. to keep it cute yes. in this gritty world. Yes. Uh, I, I just think had that's a vision. A cool juxtaposition. I just had a vision of, of like a knight, sort of like an apocalypse knight who has mm. this sword made from maybe not scrap, but it's like reforged found materials with a runestone set in the cross guard. If you can hear the dog snoring, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> a runestone set in the cross guard and they go into battle and they're on this horse and they like raise their sword and it summons their creature against their enemy who summons their creature they have a sword fight with the enemy while their creatures oh, fight around cool. them I like with that. like these elemental blasts maybe their weapons are imbued with the element mm. the elemental power of their own creature oh. and their teens the whole time yes yeah can we figure out like um i don't think we can go for too much longer because we've like half an hour into it now we've already. done so much yeah but i want to know although what... 10 minutes of that can be cut yes mm. but i want to know why they're just teens Hmm, I don't I don't know if that we're gonna find much of a much of a reason other than these things will not obey anyone but the raw childlike wonder of a child. Yeah, and, and, and maybe they just Yeah, okay. And so it's even like really young kids can I still cool, cool with it? It's just Probably like And maybe maybe it isn't necessarily a set age that they yeah. stop. It's like maybe something happens and they're like, right, your mindset has changed. Yes. Bye, loser. I think that these these creatures feed off of... We have to think of a cool name for them. Oh, these creatures, yeah. like, feed off of childlike wonder. Mm. They bring them... It's like a self-defeating cycle. They bring them out into battles. Yeah. And then these children get trauma. Yeah. And stop being children. They yeah. age. They're parasitical creatures. Exactly. In, in and then they have to way. move on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Damn. Damn. We have some cool <laughs> ideas for this. Oh, this is cool. Okay. I want to name them. Yes. Um, I like par- we could go off parasitical parasite somehow twist it a little bit, make it cuter. What's a cute word we can mix with parasite? Sidics, sigics, sigils, parunes. Parunes is kind of cute. Parune. Parune. It sort of sounds like prune. No, but parune sounds like what you would name the first, like your starter. Yeah, that's true. Parune. Parune. Hey. Use fire blast. They don't have Karen, moves. Please eat that man's face. Exactly. Okay. Um, what about this? What about this elemental question? I think elements is cool, but I think we need to twist it because it yeah. feels too feels too Pokemon. It feels too Pokemon, and, and it feels then that they've been created, and I don't think they have. No. I think they're a natural occurrence to some extent. I mean, they could be landscapes. Um, like they're adapted to like forest and tundra and mountain cool. and cave. But mm. I, I also think we want some, they feel, um, they feel like eldritchy, like, 
Yeah. They feel weird, and I don't think that's going to necessarily come through enough Maybe with something natural like environments. Knowledge and power like they oh like, based like around ab- concepts. abstract concepts yeah. that's kind of cool because like then you got wrath being... and yeah stuff that yeah could be more which would be really cool you get biblical with it into the seven deadly Ooh. sins yes. but um the horsemen yeah something for for the four horsemen of these little creatures these... oh my god oh god okay and then that ties back into the apocalypse i think abstract concepts is cool yeah maybe they're not hmm because we, we kind of want to put them in groups. And I bet a set number, I, I mean, like nine they're, groups they're or feeding off wonder, so I think abstract concepts then it's works very cool. with that. Yeah, they, they take the wonder out of the child and turn it into their power. Yeah, and maybe they manifest these their own uh, concepts from what they've taken from the child. Yes. So, like, uh, a child that is particularly, um, I know, particularly curious, they yeah. twist that in some way that... Okay, so say, oh, it, it could be cool of the, um, because they are, there's like types of them. You can have yeah. multiple of the same hmm. something creature. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, um, of the same, uh, what did we just say? Sa- sa- para, para, parun? Or pararun? However you want to say it. Or like if it's parun or parurun, just putting another ra in. Anyway, um, maybe like the, this protagonist character has a parun. And then the antagonist character also has a Parun and they've both gotten to their like heights of power, mm. but they look completely different because this antagonist character was like raised by yeah. evil parents. Maybe the antagonist character comes from a lineage of these evil teens yeah. as a, and um, have gotten like, it's, it's so yeah, that Parun is like evil and uh, controlled and like has like oh. chains and things, whereas our protagonists loving beautiful parun is is like the same creature with its like curly horns or whatever oh cool but, yeah completely different beasts yeah like it started the wielder. same but yeah that's very cool yeah mm. um divergent evolution yeah that's cool that they are like beings that because it's like in pokemon it's like they evolve but they just it's always set yeah whereas i think these adapt to their circumstances yeah. to the environment that they're in mm-hmm. to the um they they always have a path that they'll take because they are different distinct creatures it's not like there's only one type of this creature and it always changes yeah um there are like you can have one that's like four-legged and one that's like eight-legged yeah. and one that's like two-legged and and bipedal and i, I think i assume it'd be something along those lines or different structures of horns or something um mm, cool yeah and then also their proclivity towards uh, knowledge or fear or whatever their abstract concept is mm. that they're based around. And the abstract concepts interact. Like there's like a, a, a solitude or a safety being that uh, counteracts the fear being. Oh, um, cool. That would be cool. Or fear group. And maybe there's like, I think nine groups is good. That sounds good. Starting with like seven or nine, one of those auspicious numbers. Yeah, we can come um, up with we some can different pin concepts. Those down. I like curiosity as one. Yes, absolutely. Um, curiosity. Like, just, like, anxiety. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking for solitude. Yeah. Um, like, trying to make them, like, not necessarily negative or not positive, but sort of amorphous. Yeah, yeah, one that could be positive or negative. Yeah. Just curiosity can be good or bad. Yeah. Um, I really like this. This is cool. This is cool. I don't know about calling them Peyrun, because Pe- that sounds like the name of a creature. That's what I was... Yeah, I was, I was just, yeah, referring to that. But um, I reckon we can have a bit of a think about can, it, yeah. and we will have come up with one. You, yeah, I'm sure this you, is a frustrating conversation for you to like hear. You already know you already what it know. is. You know what to do. Brilliant. Okay, very cool. I think we'll leave it at ah, that. I'm so glad I 
brother's idea. Oh, I'm so, so cool. excited. Hey, I'm going to draw like, so many of these. Yes, that's please, what we're hoping. Please design Once someone they, put it in the chat. Yes. It'll be so cool. I'm going to we'll, literally... Okay. We'll have to, by the time that this episode goes up, we'll have to have the nine groups down yep. so that people can have their own ideas for at least one creature totally in one of the look in the groups. discord we've got a list there we've yeah. got some little yeah. designs for all their symbols and yeah. some concept art for some so it's, it's this like alternate history semi-modern apocalyptic world well i guess not alternate history alternate world yeah where it's a little bit fantasy yeah. um uh, yeah a little bit fantasy a little bit um uh eldritch yeah. um, with these creatures that are controlled by teens so it's a little bit cutesy but a little bit dark very cool awesome, awesome. okay we're gonna go make pizza yeah <laughs> see you in 10 seconds see you in 10 seconds Welcome to the Sky Machine, a collective world-building podcast about dynamic, fantastical, and concise storytelling. Hey, well done. Thank you. One of these days, I think we supposed to, we had it written down somewhere mm-hmm. on these on little things. But I, I have a little I have a little card in my room. Yeah, I've got one in my room as well. But Doesn't that's help us because that's not, not where helpful. We're, that's not where we're, no. Yeah, we're not recording in either of those spaces. That's dumb. Maybe I should just blue tack it to the window. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's got mm-hmm. all of our our five thingies as well mm-hmm. it's real chill you know part three is good because i feel like we get really um focused in the other two parts you yes. know we try to be focused in the world building and especially the story recording is always super you know exhausting and stuff mm-hmm. but part three is just to chill out and hear a big clunk as i roll my phone over so i don't see the notifications yeah okay you yeah know? it's good it's the least effort to edit as well yeah for sure um, it's nice and quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we want to talk about the how the episode went first. Sure. Yeah, because we just recorded the. That feels this, like a the, no, saying it out loud feels like a weird thing to do talking about how the episode went. Yeah, in the episode. but that's what we're <laughs> supposed to do, you know. That's that's what we seem to do. And also, I was cutting you off because I could see you were about to jump into something else, and I was like, no, not allowed. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that mm. comes next. Um, Alrighty. No, I just wanted to say we just recorded the story. And it was really interesting doing like anime stuff. Yeah, gosh, I yeah. had to like. Yeah, there were I was a lot slightly. of moments where you were you just had to Ooh, get the laughter was... out. Yikes. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was fun. I think it was silly, and I think it matched the tone. Yeah, well, we'll see how it turns because I haven't edited it yet. No, yeah. So we'll see how it it turns out when I add to... dramatic music to it. Yeah, you may have to so... re-record or something. I don't know. If, no, no, if no, you, no, it'll be it... fine. Okay. It's just... Cool. It's just that we have a different perspective on it now yeah. without hearing the final version then, of yeah, it. Yeah, then we will see if it's just the worst. Mm. But um, I think the world was very interesting. Very excited for this one. Yeah, yeah. What well, Usually when we do the world building for this, after we finish recording, that's pretty much all the that's world building we discussion. do. We go away yeah. and do writing. It doesn't require any more discussion. No, but, but we this went away one, from yeah. this and did a lot we more stuff. We made dinner and then like talked about the yeah. system, which we... I guess we won't go into now. We'll probably no. go into it. We'll put it up on the on the Discord yeah. about like we've, how the creatures occupy different roles and yeah, we've got like all the different quote unquote elements. Yeah, the typing um, um, chart is it. is very fun and and uh, good. And uh, we'll throw up a couple of sketches that we both did of little Elgin if we if we all yours like have been like really neat and cute, and mine have either have mostly 
the main one I've done is just nasty. Yeah, well, I was He's thinking just... that they start off little and cute, yeah, and, and then become big just monsters. And I really gross. like drawing like like I did a Pokemon picker thing recently where I picked all my favorites, and all mm. of them were just the round ones, mm-hmm. just like the the little um or like like a Cyndaquil and. Uh, Piplop nice. and like all of the round little Pokemon and so like my Elgwin that I designed were very round okay well how about that because I I've been struggling to come up with nice neat little designs yeah so you can draw the original I can ones do and the, I'll just, you just I'll just mess them up I think that's a good idea I think okay. that's a good place to start is you take like I did one that was like five little shields with an eyeball in it and then Cute. and there was another one that I did the with the wrath one or the anger one whatever whatever we decided on the rage was the rage one had little horns mm-hmm. and then it stood on its ears it like oh, walked cool. on its ears mm-hmm. like legs and I was like I imagine that this just becomes the head of a huge monster yeah yeah. Oh, we also we awesome. uh, wanted to talk about the um the name Elgwin. I think is is good to mention. Yeah. So um, I know personally when I name things, I like to put a bit of thought into it. Um. Yeah. So even if people don't know, there is a bit of weight to that name. Yeah. So Elgwin comes from. We well, wanted a, to do Eldritch. Eldritch, yeah. just because I think that that matches, matches the vibe of these mm. creatures. And we we're looking through a lot of Faelore, trying to find yeah. different like fairies and stuff like that yeah and we happened upon one which there isn't heaps of no, information we about find stuff about it but it's it's but a it welsh so there were these welsh um creatures um they were the giant birds that often get similarized to griffins um called the um, i would butcher this because i don't speak welsh um the ada luch gwyn um so the gwyn at the end we really liked mm-hmm. and so we yeah el gwyn combined um the story was that um what was his name uh, Drudwas Ap Triffin mm-hmm. was his name um, uh, was gifted them by his fairy wife um, and in a battle with um, King Arthur he they comm- they followed his every command but he commanded them to kill the first um, person who set, set out on the field classic like mythology yeah, mistake like, why right would you there do that? <laughs> yeah and he was of course Arthur was delayed so he was the first to step out on field mm-hmm. so his own Adelich Gwyn murdered him mm-hmm. and we were like huh that's very apt it does kind yeah. of fit yeah. like, the few little things in there that kind of fit the the cursed pokemon vibe exactly um so i think that the, the name elgwyn uh, it's it's like memorable and and punchy and yeah. i think it turned out really nice yes um yeah so i think that's sort of covering all that stuff do you have mm. tips and tricks because i no really just don't just, have just kind of something i want to talk about yeah cool um I really, really like songs that tell stories. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to chat about that. Um, three that come to mind are, of course, that one we used for Junker. Yes. Um, by... Uh, Tupperware Remix Party. Yeah. Starlight Brigade. Yeah, which is called Starlight Brigade. I also really, really like Devil's Train by the Lab Rats. I absolutely love that song. I don't know it. Yes, yes, you do. I do know it's it. It's the the. Did you just play it moments ago to me casually, or was that a different? No, song? no, no. Yeah. It was um the one that I used in that walking video. Oh yes, yes, which yes. will not make sense to anyone who's listening to this. Well, uh, people who are on TikTok may know you. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I love that song. Yes, that one. But one of my favorite songs of all time is "Standard Deviation" by Danny Schmidt. Do I know that one? I've probably played it for you sometime. Cause probably. It sounds I, familiar. Because I love it. It's just... Um, I just think it's a really interesting way of storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. The, the, the format of, of song. My favorite yeah. 
story something like when you said that the first thing i thought of was devil went down to georgia mm. um by whoever that song is by yeah. the famous one which like my dad loved that song and so i know it like not off by heart but a lot and i yeah, yeah i sing it a lot mm. i just yeah story story songs are very interesting yeah it just is i don't know it's just kind of there's something satisfying about just talking about something happening yeah. in a song and then you then i think it's interesting then trying to match that the tone of the song to the story and yeah I know. It's I like can't poetry. describe yeah, it's it. Very yeah, interesting. It's, it's an extra. It's. I always found poetry and story, oh, so like stories as songs, very restricting. Mm. As an idea, I'm like, well, I want to say the perfect word. I don't want to say the word that rhymes. Yeah. You know, the word that okay, matches the meter that. and tone. Um, when I was younger, but now seeing like the artistry of some mm. poems, it's it's incredible. I think it's interesting then because perhaps the reason I like it so much is. Because then it brings a visual element into yes. it, um, and I suppose I'm a, I'm a pretty visual person. So having that, yeah, that visual element of storytelling to yeah. the song as well just yeah. makes it a bit more Changes immersive. The song yeah, it helps you relate yeah. to the song a bit more when you can visualize it. And there are different. It's like a, I guess this is this could be a trick you could derive is that you changing the medium from just story. Consider your medium when you're telling a story because the devil went mm. down to Georgia. It's a okay story but it works so much better with the fact that it there is the fiddle music playing mm. along with a song about being a fiddle player against the devil yeah. um you know that that's a, an aspect of the the medium that wouldn't pass off in other mediums yeah. um, it, it, and uh the restriction there of having to have it match song is actually a, a strength yeah um so it's very interesting yeah um yeah i suppose that's all i wanted to talk about in awesome. terms of that I don't know. I suppose I watched um, Jack Sapphire interview Matt Mercer this morning. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. That is cool. Um, they're, yeah, they were talking a lot about voice acting and how how you handle fame when it comes mm. from something that you're really really passionate about. Yeah, and then dealing with anxiety and stuff in that kind of space as well. I don't know. I just found it really really interesting and insightful. That is cool. Yeah, so I'll put a link to that in the Discord as well if anyone else wants to watch it. I yeah. found it. Very relaxing. Yeah. Oh, oh Matt's, Matt's got a relaxing voice, so yes. it would be nice. Mm -hmm. um, that's lovely. Well, mm. I don't have anything more to say for tips and tricks because I'm, I'm fresh out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I, I, I do want to say, like, uh, yeah, check out the Discord because there's always loads of stuff on the Discord. Mm. You can follow us on um, Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page, The Sky Machine. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sky Machine Pod. Ugh. We, sorry. <laughs> we, we hate Sky Machine Pod, but it was the I only thing that was you, consistently you. available. I feel nothing ever. So, um, at Sky Machine Pod, follow us there. We put out updates when the new episodes are out, and these are all avenues that you can use to talk to us if you have ideas. And yeah, and leave us a review on um, uh, iTunes. iTunes. I forgot what it was called. Mm -hmm. Leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll mention you on the podcast. I feel like that's that's a fair balance is like hey sure these people like maybe i don't know we could do something i mean yeah we end up talking about people who are on the discord anyway. exactly yeah um if you if you interact with us we'll be incredibly appreciative yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, just very excited overall exactly because we want it to be an interactive experience yeah that's yeah. the point of it being collective yes hmm. that's the world um well i'm happy awesome me too thank you for listening to the yeah. sky machine oh i'm alice by the way I'm Alicia. Yeah. Hello. Oh, Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 